Welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. It is Thursday, June the 11th, 2020. Aren't we halfway through the year? Well, it's the sixth month of the year. Yep. Man, wow. I'll tell you, oh. the older Time you get, it. the quicker it goes. It, it is. And I'll tell you, 2020 has not shaped up how we thought it would. <laughs> Yes, looking at the beginning of 2020, we would never have thought that we are where we are today. And so I want to start off with a big, gigantic, um, heartfelt thank you to um, the organizers, to the participants, um, to the, the, uh, the helpers, to the medics, um, and even to the police, you know, the, the officials who are out there marching. Y- yes. Um, it, is, it, it is sad that it's the death of uh, uh, another black male that has had brought this this momentous change. But mm-hmm. you know, you have to take that lemon and make it into lemonade. And so, for those people who are out there uh, marching, thank you. There, there. I don't know the names of them, but there are organizations that you can donate to. Um, mm-hmm. I did not realize this. My daughter had pointed this out. Oftentimes, these marches will have medic stations. They'll have um, snacks and supplies. Um, yes. The marchers need protective wear because we are in the midst of a, of a, um, a pandemic. So there mm-hmm. are, and you can find them if you look online. I'm sure you can find a fund or a GoFundMe where they're requesting mm-hmm. funds. Please donate to those to those organizations. Um, you know, and it is, and it's it's an array of people that are marching. It is. The, the '60s. It was. It was. 95% of black folks and a sprinkle of white people, but um, mm-hmm. the marches that are happening um, today, that are happening, that happened yesterday, that happened last week, it is an array of people and they are marching in Idaho, where mm-hmm. I'm sure if everybody showed up, there's three black people, they're marching in Montana, um, they're marching overseas in various European nations. Um, so the realization that this was incredibly awful and that it cannot continue has finally hit home and Mm -hmm. so i am grateful for this wonderful kumbaya moment that we are having here in america um but the reality is when the marches stop what's the next step Mm -hmm. and so i would imagine those who who are in the process of creating these 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 organizations that are, are part of these marches are also looking at the future and i would imagine that that has to do with um, voting is a huge part of it. We had voting yesterday here in South Carolina. There was some mm-hmm. issues. We all heard, we've all seen on national news what happened in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we have a primary that puts us in a better position for when we have the actual voting in November, so that all those kinks can be worked out. Right. Uh, if you can vote early, do so. If your state yes. or city allows you to vote early, do so. But remember, November 3rd is the day that, that we vote. You know, absentee ballot. My parents are older. They're doing that. So definitely vote. But once again, once this ends, 
um, what's the, the change in legislators, the change in politicians, the change in um, policies, the change in laws, you know, those are things that will happen, have to happen next. But even more importantly, we have to have conversations. We have to have yes. uncomfortable. And I don't think they're so much uncomfortable for Black people. I think the, the, um, the comfort or uncomfortableness, if that's a word, really yes. um, from um, white people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the conversation need not only be with Black people. You know, there are other groups that exist in the United States, Native Americans, our Latinx um, brothers and sisters, our and I hate to say Asian American because we're lumping in one big group, but the Chinese and Japanese and the Indians. So, you know, these conversations have to go across the board, uh, but we need to have those conversations in some kind of format. I was watching, um, I think it was CBS Saturday morning and they had this really neat program. It was kind of like, for lack of a better word or lack of metaphor, like AA for white people. And so there was actually like this, this book and, um, and since it was for white people, I didn't feel the need to read it or write it down. But they would meet amongst themselves and have those conversations about race, um, which may be a little bit easier. I, I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so in South Carolina, as in other cities, they have been marching. And I was curious, and I'm sure that they've made their demands known in other areas. But you know, we hear the people marching, but we don't really hear what they're marching exactly for. You know, we, you know, we hear, you know, change the price, right. but, then, yeah. but so I was kind of curious. And so I was able to find out now, apparently in South Carolina, they had a list of requests, but some of the things that I, that I did learn is that they were requesting um, longer and better training for police officers. They were requesting mm -hmm. anti-bias training for police officers. Um, I would suggest that anti-bias training also needs to be done in the educational system, um, <laughs> elementary and um and and university education and then um another thing that was really important it seems to the to the um in the request was the police they have their cameras on at all times their body cameras to be on at all times so um that was i thought that was wonderful it was reasonable um we weren't talking about anything that was going to require a, an enormous amount of cost and the request that they are making benefits all americans it does not benefit simply one group and I think that's something that um, white Americans seem to have this kind of, if I give you this, then I won't have. And it, it, mm -hmm. it should never be like that. And I've always told Tracy, if I got a dollar, we both got 50 cents. Yes. <laughs> so, that's, that's a fact. That's a, that's not an exaggeration. That is a fact. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, I'm optimistic, um, cautiously optimistic because we've had marches mm -hmm. in the past. We participated yeah. in the march. Um, you remember we yes, <laughs> yes, we did to get that flag down and didn't specify where we wanted it taken to, and and so it just went right back up. Except it was just yes. a little closer to the ground. So. Yeah. Um, so you know, so you know, marches have occurred in the past, but it, the the telltale sign will be what happens really this November 3rd, November 4th will, will probably be as right. significant as the, the marches have been, November 4th will really yes. be, I think, the point in which things will turn. It, so will tell, it will tell the tale, you're absolutely right. And 
you know, with all of the, um, you know, marches going on and all the conversations being sparked or the, I guess, attention being brought to Black Lives Matter and, you know, racial injustice and all of that, we still have um, this um, Senator Stephen Huffman, when he was um, being addressed, the, the Congress was being addressed by a female in the public health arena in Ohio. And she was talking about how the coronavirus has um, disproportionately affected black people because we are already ha are dis we are already were disadvantaged in healthcare, you know, economics, that kind of thing. And he says that do you think it could be because African American or colored people are not washing their hands as well? So it makes you think like, golly, all this is going on around you and this is what you say? So, you know, that's why Jabisa, I am with Jabisa in that being cautiously optimistic because this man is in a position of power and this is clearly, he has not been looked, paying attention to what's going on around him. So, you know, I don't know, maybe Ohio hasn't had any protests or any marches or anything and he's just unaware of it. But the, the thing that he said right there is a prime example of tone, what do people say now, tone deafness, or yeah. he just doesn't care, or and he just doesn't know. And the thing that's more scary, other than the fact that he said that we're nasty, pretty much is what he said, and we don't know any better. Like, we don't know enough to listen to what the professionals are saying, wash your hands and keep your distance, that kind of thing. The most scary thing is that he is a medical doctor in an ER. So that makes me wonder about the care that he provides to people coming into the ER, which I can imagine, depending on where he is in Ohio, are, you know, many of minorities coming yeah. to seek help there. So what kind of, you know, medical care does he give them if that's his thought, if that's what he thinks of black and brown people, so. Exactly, exactly. So he, he is without realizing it without acknowledging it he he clearly is giving um subpar care to to mm -hmm. the to the the black and brown people that come into his into the emergency in, into the emergency room and right and, and that's when you say it out loud that's scary that's really scary and it's mm -hmm. unfortunate that he is in his position and hopefully um the viewers and voters will, will make that change. But that's Hopefully. part of those conversations that you have. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't think people are an inherently evil. I think people are purposely, I don't want to say purposely ignorant. I think you don't know what you don't know. You and don't, you, that's you, true. You don't know that's what you true. don't know. Or it doesn't apply to you. I mean, in a lot of cases, you know, what black people go through doesn't apply to white people. Like my white friends don't, you know, go into a store knowing that they're going to be watched because, you know, they think that that black person is going to steal. Yeah. They automatically, when they go someplace, they automatically get the respect, you know, whether it's deserved or not. But when we go into someplace, we don't get respect until we've said something or done something to where the people that we're interacting with think that we deserve that respect. Like, I don't immediately get that respect it's kind of like you have to earn it like they got oh let me see what she's up to let me see what first words come out of her mouth then it then that will determine the kind of um i guess customer service depending on the situation that that i receive 
And I, the other thing, because I, I just, we, we just purchased a, a dishwasher. Not that everybody cares to know that, but I walk in. So the, it's the, it's a locally owned company. It's all white males that walk in there. And one of the things that happens when I walk into that, that place of business is, will they see me? You know, yes. will they see me standing there? Will they see yes. me standing there? Like, so I'm walking in thinking that, will they see me standing there? How long before they acknowledge me? Yes. And I had to catch the, because the white woman did walk in before me. She did. She walked in uh -huh. there before I did. But I was like, okay, I know this happened in walk-in. Uh -huh. and, and then I'm looking at them. I said, now they were all working, but nobody yeah. said it. Nobody acknowledged me. But but when when another one, another person became free, he did uh -huh. come and, and, you know, and assist me. But the whole time mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, you know what? Do they not no, see me? Yes, and they do say, and you know, when I was working retail, I would say that if I was helping somebody, I would see somebody come up and I would put my hand up, I would say, you know, I'll be right with you just so that right. they would know, because it's just respect. Just yeah. A simple, I see you, I'm aware yeah. that you're there, I am coming. Yeah, so that, so that's, and even when it, when they do acknowledge you, but you walk in kind of ready, you know, we walk yes. in ready, that, that, um, yes. that burden that you have to carry. Yes. And maybe we don't have to carry it and we don't realize it. Maybe sometimes we, we're putting it on ourselves, but no, we do. History. We do because if we we've got a history behind us that makes us do that. And sometimes it may not be sometimes mm -hmm. it may not be necessary. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. I mean interruption. Okay. No, I was just saying that you are more optimistic than I am, sweetheart, because I think it is necessary because if we didn't feel it, if we didn't feel like that, then we wouldn't do it. If I didn't go in a place and then I wouldn't do it, you know, cause there's some places that I go into that I'm comfortable and I don't feel like it, but the most places that I do go in that I yeah. like some place that's new to me, or I'm not sure of the people that work in there, I am ready for whatever fight I'm going to encounter. And <laughs> I, it's not because that's something that came from my history, you know, that could be a factor, but I don't feel that, you know, I'm over reacting. I think that the reason that I go in there with that mindset is, because I need to be in there with that mindset. Well, that's true too. Because if you always, always, I tell people, I, I, I do the, the, the black people count in exits. You got to know where you need to leave. Me you got to know, gotta know friend or foe. At the end of the yes. day, so, at the end of the day, down, you know who down, you want. That's why, who is, who is going to help me when I fall out? Is anybody up here going to help me? Or do I need to have my phone on such and such a number? Let them know. Girl, I fell out up in this store. Come get me. So yeah, so I, I agree. I do agree. I do agree. But, the conversations make those changes. When you have they those do. conversations, they make those changes. So I really want to commend um, Tracy's coworker because when all this was happening, when the marches started and, and shortly after, you know, the death of um, Mr. Floyd, you said your coworker called and what? She asked me how I was doing. And I was like, what? And normally I would say fine because that's really when people ask you how to do and they just want to hear fine. But, you know, I was feeling some things that day and I told her exactly. I said, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm sad. You know, I just kind of went into it and you know, I don't know if she was expecting it, but she listened sweetly and she, you know, gave um, sympathy. She's sorry about it. And if there's anything that she can do. And so, and that I didn't see coming because I didn't even have anything, you know, for her. I think what I said to her was, well, just thank you for asking because <laughs> I didn't have anything prepared. <laughs> Which means that next week, uh -huh. Tracy and I will sit together and we're going to come up with a list of if anybody asks you, what yes. can they do? We're going to give some suggestions. 
these are the things that you can do. Um, Because, you know, we don't want you to, we don't want, if we truly want the change, then we really have to have those conversations or those actions or those experiences so that we can have a a, a different, um, a different lens to look at things. You know, it's always good to be able to look at something in a, and our lens are lens are a little different. We, Danielle and I went, we went to play tennis yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was just the nicest thing to see because when we've gone to play tennis, it's pretty much been older black people. Sometimes we'll see that, or lots of white people. But we went to play tennis the other day, and it was a family of Latinx people playing. I was like, well, you guys go. You know, I was I was really thrilled. And so what we we figured out is that the, the guys knew how to play and they were playing, so they were playing doubles. So the guys yeah, actually yeah. knew how to play, but they were playing with each of their partners were girls, and so they were learning. Right. Um, but it, and I thought the thing that was really funny is they kept saying the score in English. Like they would say love 15, they wouldn't say a more in whatever 15 is in Spanish. So uh-huh. I so so like I could hear the score. Which uh-huh. I thought was kind of funny. I was like, I, and I was like, why do they keep saying the score in English? But like they were speaking Spanish otherwise. Yeah, they were speaking Spanish otherwise, but <laughs> but they would say the score in English, which I thought was really funny. But it was just, it was just really nice. It was just so mm-hmm. nice to see another another group of people out there enjoying the sport of tennis. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I you know I didn't go get a chance to go cheer for for the the, the teams, but I was I was I was thrilled. I was just really thrilled. Yeah. And, and and happy that they felt like they could come and play tennis and enjoy yes. themselves and have a good time. And they literally were having just the, the funnest time because, you know, they just were having a good time. So that was good to see. You know, I'm glad you said mentioned that because I was thinking too that, you know, black people are not just the only oppressed in this country. It is, you know, Hispanic, like Latinx as well. And so, you know, I've, I've been kind of waiting with all of the, you know, programs and radio shows and, and um, social commentary. I've been waiting for someone representing the Latinx group to come up and say, uh, yeah, man, ditto. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) because I mean, it's black, you know, the, the problems that we're facing are black and brown. Yes. 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 We don't own it. They don't own it. It's it's every every non-white, pretty much. Well, you know what we were talking about the lack of generosity with um, white folks, but then in some things they are very generous. (laughs) (laughs) They are. (laughs) They are equal opportunity in their discrimination. It's like you know we're not going to share with none of y'all, but we're going to give everybody some of this right here. Um, But (laughs) so. I had to laugh at that one. That that yeah. had to laugh at that one. Um, switching gears just a little bit in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and I say this because our governor is is a, a I don't want to say flunky, but a um, believer of um, Trump, a follower of Trump, and so our we opened up the state. Um, People are living their lives. Um, I think everything is opened up in South Carolina except for the movie theaters. The gyms are uh-huh. open now, nail salons, beauty salons, all of these facilities are open. Uh-huh. And if you go out, you know, I, my family, we, we stay pretty much home. Um, we go to the grocery store, okay? Yeah. Um, 
we, we, we're not out and about. We're just not out and about it. But when we do go out, we bring our masks. I've got yeah. two things of hand sanitizer in my purse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to be mindful of social distancing. And we're doing all those things. But our numbers are going up. Mm -hmm. um, and so in South Carolina, to, as of midday today, there were 687 confirmed cases in South Carolina. And according to um, the spokesperson um, from DHEC, and I, I, it wasn't Dr. Bell. I don't know who this person was, but it wasn't Dr. Bell has been the spokesperson in South Carolina. But they said uh -huh. each person who is diagnosed will potentially infect two to four more people. Right, so that right. means by next week, we should easily be at 1,000 cases of, of confirmed COVID-19. Now, granted, part of that is because they're testing more, so they definitely know who has it. But the other part mm -hmm. is that if you know you have it, if you're not practicing all the things that you're supposed to do, then the likelihood of you infecting either two to four more people is really great. So right. um, McMaster, I didn't see his, um, his televised um, news conference, but they did kind of a summary. And so Dr. Bell had talked. She seemed to be quite concerned based on the summarizing of the news reporter, quite concerned mm -hmm. that the numbers were going up. McMaster's the same personal responsibility. So at what point, because clearly not everybody's being personally responsible, right. you're, not gonna, you're not gonna shut the city down again. And I kind of get that because you have to have an economy, but at the same time, you're not requiring people to wear a mask and you're making it a personal responsibility. Well, clearly people are not being responsible. Mm -hmm. so, when the, so, so when do we move from personal responsibility to governmental responsibility, state responsibility, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the part. And the other thing is if your numbers are going to be three and 4,000 people with positive in August, how are you going to open the schools up? Exactly. And if, if, you're, if your long shot goal is to open up the schools, because that seems to be paramount, then you really have to start getting people to take it seriously. And it's the summertime now. So people are off, the people are vacationing, they're putting some fancy free. So by the yeah, time yeah. August comes, we will easily be at three and 4,000 positive COVID cases. Mm -hmm. and, and you can't open up a school like that. No. You cannot open can't. up a school. You can't mm -hmm. do it. You can't do you it. Can. So I, I think that he is, as governor is thinking, he's playing the short game and he's making a mistake and not mm -hmm. mandating people yes. to, to wear masks and requiring people to wear masks or requiring businesses to only have patrons come in there yes because every place that you go in south carolina i see on it's posted that it's recommended no one's mandating it it's, and i get that because our governor is one that's you know they don't want they just want everything like states rights rights as long as it suits them so they're they're not mandating that people do that so when i go out it's like me i when i went i said well is the pandemic over because i swear <laughs> me and one other lady were the only ones that had on masks <laughs> Did it end and nobody told me? So it was, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that comes. And you're absolutely right, B, that he really needs to be playing the long game. They're just right now, I think, so focused on getting the economy kicked in. They're not thinking ahead. And that is going to come back and bite us in the patootie because I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, 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 he'll be fine. But you're right, it'll be the rest of us. So um, it'll – I. I work in the school system. I'm nervous about going to school. I'm nervous about sending my daughter to school. Um, 
as any parent should be, and it and you're looking at not just the effect of the students, but you know the the kids who go home if they're with elderly family members or visiting people. You have, you know, um, a number of teachers are older. You know, they're in their mm -hmm. 50s. They have yeah. under, you know, underlying health conditions. You know, they mm -hmm. they can work. You know, they can work, but they they may have diabetes or they may have high cholesterol or whatever the case may be. And so yeah. those are things yeah. that you have to take into consideration. So. Um, you know, being, when we say be safe, guys, we just can't say it enough, you know, yes. be safe, try not to be out and about, um, you know, we all want to see other people, you know, yes. maybe that, that circle has to be tight. Yes. <laughs> it does. Just, it has to be tight. Take advantage of Zoom while they're still mm -hmm. allowing us to do it for free for, you know, the extended amount of time that they are. But just, it, it, as you said, Tracy, the pandemic is actually not over. It's not over. It's, it's not over. Popular relief, or it seems a popular action, contrary to the actions of folks, is not done yet. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to tell if you're a listener, please, and if, particularly if you're on Twitter, please follow um, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy is um, been <laughs> um, tweeting to Donald Trump, and her tweets are just—they're just hilarious and funny, and they're just quick jabs. Um, there. And and I I do enjoy I do enjoy him. She doesn't tweet like every day, but she she tweets no, just she occasionally tweets when when it, it warrants. Yes, and and y'all, Jabisa is being um, very generous because I think she is probably one of the few people that find me funny. So <laughs> <laughs> if you do if you do follow it, if you do end up following me, and you don't say, well, she's not that funny. Just know that Jabisa makes me think I'm funnier than I probably actually am. <laughs> But yeah, if you can. So Tracy, please share your Twitter handle. My Twitter handle, which took me a while to figure out because I'm not that good. I just really figured out how to do the tweets, how to respond. But it's tmurphy03 yahoo1. And that's the number one. So T-M-U-R-P-H-Y-0-3 Y-A-H-O-O, the number one. tmurphy03 yahoo1 is my Twitter handle. And, and I... I am also trying to tweet. I'm going to have to do a tutorial on it. Um, but my, my Twitter handle is journey at journey 6216. Mine's not nearly as complicated. Um, <laughs> so I've got, a, I've got a hodgepodge of things. Some things are educated related. Some things are um, um, in regards to politics. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, where I am in this Twitter atmos atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do enjoy um, Tracy's tweets and I do enjoy her little jabs to um yeah. to Trump. And he he just opens himself up to it. And you just can't he, help. He it. really does. He makes it so easy. And and I told Jabez, I said that's so disappointing to me because you know he's the president of the United States. It should not be that easy for me to come at him after something he says. It should be I should have to go do some research or look something up, but it's not. I just comes to my head and and I type. So <laughs> that's kind of sad. But and also any, any we we are all about positivity so if you don't have anything nice to say because i i notice i'm i read a lot of tweets and some people are just awfully they're mean they're just really they're mean. very mean because it's mean. easy to do behind a computer it is and so we you know we don't want to that's never been our desire or goal you know a little humorous perhaps but um always in in a sense of being positive we want to um put that out in the world and so we're our time is near and yes it is so i'm gonna leave you with the um 
my saying for today is your ordinary acts of love and hope point to the extraordinary promise that every human life is of inestimable value. Oh, you know, I always say, say it twice. Yes. Okay. Your ordinary acts of love and hope point to the extraordinary promise that every human life is of inestimable value. And that is from Desmond Tutu. Ooh. I thought, I, like that was, I thought that was kind of appropriate for now. And it is. And thank you again. Thank you, our listeners. Thank uh, you. We'll be back next week. Until Woo-hoo! next time. Take us out, B.